If you like this podcast, check out Studio Red's amazing lineup of podcasts at StudioRedMedia.com. Welcome to QT with RT. I'm Ryan. I'm Todd. Today we're talking about cameras. Hey, Ryan. Hey, Todd. How many Ks does it take before you can see the face of God? <laughs> that's uh, the question we asked today. That's right. <laughs> well, I don't know, but I feel like we're getting close. 24K? 24K. <laughs> Only two more Ks. <laughs> so uh, Black Magic came out with the camera a couple weeks from uh, this recording, a couple yep. weeks ago. Yep. 12 K. Yep, they went ahead and jumped over 8K and 10K. Yeah. They had the 6K camera, the pocket cinema camera shoots 6K. Yeah. And then they just jumped 8K. Because at that point, Red had the Hulu, or the- The Helium. Helium, that and that was 8K. 8K. Yep. Guardians of the Galaxy 2 was shot on that. Yep. Looks great, but 12K is yeah, they wild. Just, yeah, so they just skipped all of Red's and um, Red's-, Red's K's. Yeah. And went straight to 12K. <laughs> now, the camera's not out yet. No. We have seen some of the footage. Yeah. What I think is kind of funny about it is that they keep being like, when down converted to 6K, it looks amazing. Yeah. And I'm like, what's the point of a 12K camera if you're down converting it to 6K? Yeah. But I'm sure there is a reason for it, but it just seems kind of silly. Like, why don't you just make a really good 6K camera? But nonetheless. Yeah. But because of that news, we thought it would be useful or interesting to talk about the, the future the future of cameras yeah. and what cameras companies are currently talking about, coming out with, mm -hmm. and all the Ks, yeah. whether they're worth it or not. Yeah, I mean, at a certain point, when technology is not even... I guess like it makes sense in that there were movies back in the day that were shot at a higher frame rate. And so as technology progressed and our camera and our TVs got better, they were able to bring out the higher resolution yeah. movies. Yeah. Um, which makes sense. But I don't know. I mean it's there are so many other aspects that are more appealing. Yeah. Like shadows and, and being right. able to see true definition. Like HDR, I think personally, is one of the best advancements in film in the last like 20 years yeah i think yeah more dynamic range would be much yes. more useful than higher case um yeah so taking a little bit of a step back so black magic coming out with the 12k camera yeah. it's an ursa mini pro which we have ursa mini pros currently yeah. i personally like that form factor better than the pocket cinema camera yeah i know everybody a lot of people have jumped on the the pocket cinema camera. Yeah. Our, our experience with the pocket cinema camera was like the first original pocket cinema camera. Yeah. And we have a little bit, uh, I think, hesitance with the new one because that one was an okay camera, but there was a lot of really bad elements yeah. to that. And so I think we're kind of like, eh, I don't yeah. know. And then so we haven't really had our hands on the newer one. Right. Yeah. The biggest problem that I have, and, I, and you shared my feelings, was with the smaller cameras, including even um, DSLRs or mirrorless cameras, you have to buy a bunch of stuff yeah. to make it a a worthwhile camera. a worthwhile camera. <laughs> yeah, they're like, oh, it's only a thousand dollars, and I was like, yeah, but you have like six thousand dollars of accessories you have to buy. Yeah, the you batteries gotta, alone are like five minutes long. They're right. crazy short. So then you have to buy some kind of cage that mm -hmm. you can put it into, and then yeah. adapters to plug in a normal size battery and. 
you got to buy other attachments to plug in different things to it. And yeah. if you want wireless, you know, focus, or if you want wireless video signal, you got to buy HDMI to SDI, yeah. you know, and by the time you're done, you have a camera that's just <laughs> as big as the normal camera that costs about the same. Yeah. So it's like, why don't you just buy the camera that has all that stuff built in and is ready yeah. to go? Um, so I, I definitely am more, I would be more interested in buying the 12K Ursa Mini Pro than mm-hmm. the 6K Pocket Cinema camera just because of the fact that like all that stuff comes with it. It has XLR inputs. It has yeah. SDI outputs. It has built-in ND filters that even have an IR filter on the ND so you don't have to worry about buying new IR filters or ND filters with IR filters. You know, you got bigger card storage space. You got batteries that you can, you know, Anton batteries that can just click into the back of it. It's like you got all this stuff that just comes with it. You have places that you can attach external monitors and wireless focus and wireless video signals. Like it just, it's there. You don't have to do anything to it. It's ready to go. Yeah. And also in our industry, shocker for those listening, uh, the client does care about what the camera looks like. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) They, They care what the footage looks like, but they do care like the presence of a film shoot they yep. want it to feel like big hollywood yeah so a bigger camera it works have, better yeah yeah the amount of times todd and i would hear when we were shooting off the canon 5d oh my wife has that camera yeah yeah I and we're that. like cool well yeah. your wife doesn't know how to use it like yeah you do. <laughs> i promise you that so uh but unfortunately you know it's like people it's definitely one of those things where people are somewhat buying the show yeah and the the bigger the show the show we can tell kind of showy part of what yeah. you're doing, the better. Even people though you can do stuff super yeah. micro and simple, yeah. people don't actually want that. Yeah. You could show up to a place in a beaten down Honda Accord and people won't look twice at you. You show up in a nice Mercedes, people right. are going to treat you different. Yep. That's just how life is. Yep, exactly. Unfortunately. Yep. And so It's like the suit and tie to an interview. Yeah. Does that suit and tie mean you're a better employee? No. But, it but if you people... wear a full suit of armor, ooh, you <laughs> yeah, got exactly. the job, buddy. <laughs> That's right. Um, so, uh, yeah, so Blackmagic's coming out with this 12K camera. 12K. Which is crazy. What uh, does that mean? Well, it means that it has 12,000 lines of resolution, <laughs> which is an enormous amount of resolution. Uh, <laughs> uh, and and the difference between 6K to 12K or our current camera shoot 4.6K yeah. to 12K, so like three times almost more. Um, as far as the K's go, three times mm-hmm. more is that it isn't actually that that kind of math. It's not that the six K to four K is double. Yeah, because it's exponentially grows basically. Yeah. So the four K to twelve K is a way bigger jump yeah. than what it looks like because you're like, oh, that's just six more K's. And it's like, no, nah, not really because it's because of just the it's the square math. footage yeah. of it basically. Yeah. Um, and so it then makes it to where it's exponentially huger. Yeah. Uh, and I saw a video where they were talking about like the different resolutions from 1080 all the way up to 12K yeah, and they kept yeah. zooming out on this image and it's just like 12K. Yeah, was so, like- so it starts out, you see like this cruise ship and that says like 1080 right? yeah. or something. And so then and it's it like goes, full screen of the cruise ship. Yeah, full screen of the cruise ship. And then it goes back into a wider view and it says like 2K. Yeah. And then 4K is a little wider. And when it finally gets to 12K... The cruise ship looks like this small yeah, little thing on. It's literally like 
a centimeter. Like it's yeah. tiny. It looks like you're taking the picture from the beach and the cruise ship is like a mile out into yeah. the water. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, I mean, 12K is so insanely. Like 12K would probably work really well um, for like live events and then um, like nature documentaries and stuff like that. I would think in places that you really need to like maybe focus on something that like you weren't able to get in the moment, 12K would work really yeah. well. Yeah, and I think, uh, you know, when thinking about all the resolution like is it worth it aspect it's all about like well how are you what are you delivering yeah your content to if you're delivering 1080 footage if your final export of your video is 1080 then 12k is pointless yeah and, and the thing with unfortunately with zooming in and we've dealt with this with even the 4k cameras yeah is that like when you zoom in yeah the resolution still looks good but the focus most likely yeah. is not going to be very yeah. good because it's like you you can't you can't see the cruise ship that closely right. when it's that far away and that small of the part of the image. Yeah. So it's like, is it in focus? Is it not? It's hard to tell. The whole image looks like in focus, but when you zoom in on just one part, there's a good chance it's going to be slightly blurry. Yeah. Because the operator couldn't wasn't focusing in on just one little centimeter of the image. And that's where we kind of go back into the future of cinema. Don't know what happened to this camera, but you remember the camera that like you could push anywhere on the screen and it would go and focus. It was like, Oh, this, the Lytro. Yeah. It was like, yeah, this yeah, revolution yeah. Link yeah, yeah. It was, it basically made it to where you're talking about where you could focus it in post. Yeah. 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 The Lytro. Yeah. The Lytro. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah so, because it, it basically like captured almost in the same way that raw records, like the light in the moment. Mm -hmm. It almost captured like the focus in the moment. Yeah. 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 And so that's where like that technology could be matched up really well with yeah. 12K. Yeah, for sure. It's things like that where you can do a multitude of sins, you know, essentially yeah. you become the DP within editing, yeah. you know. Yeah. Uh so it'd be interesting yeah. to see yeah, kind for sure. of that'd be crazy. Yeah. If you had wide dynamic range, yeah. raw, yeah. so you can change everything. And then on top of that, you can then rack focus and post. Yeah. That'd be crazy. Yeah, and that just goes to kind of show you that like as the industry continues to progress, like, spoiler alert, they want to make as much money as possible. That's just how it goes. Yeah. Um, and so that's why it's so hard to see original IP be created. That's why, like, uh, Tenet keeps getting pushed back because I read a thing that they have to make at least $800 million in the box office to break even wow. for Tenet. That's why they're like, we need to make sure, like, people can actually go see this. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's an original IP, so that's another big deal. Yeah. So if Christopher Nolan fails, we're all done. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and so, uh, but you get rid of the need of different people on a product because as technology gets better, post-production becomes more and more important. Yeah. You know, like even the fact that like there's some times where I can shade certain things through right. post-production. Technology is just going to get better. You know? Oh, yeah. I mean, well, I mean, and people, I mean, they do that now on big commercials, yeah. big budget commercials and big movies yeah. where totally they're, I mean, I, I heard a, or read an article about um, Guardians of the Galaxy 2 and the behind the scenes photos, the DP's just like walking around with a red camera on a green screen and just capturing stuff like handheld, not really lighting that much, not really worrying about much stuff because they basically were just going to do all that in post. Both. Um, you know. So one of the other big 
obviously developments isn't just in black magic but all the cameras obviously are coming out with or all the camera manufacturers are coming out with high resolution cameras mm-hmm. um red is coming out with a high resolution camera i think there's i have to look it up but it's it's 12k at least if not higher i think they are actually already even had a 12k camera at this point yeah uh the new one that's coming out i feel like it might be like 14 or 15k um which is just crazy uh but the um big one that i care about more is the um alexa yeah airy is coming out with a 4k camera for the first time which seems like really low resolution compared to everybody else but their sensor is better um than everybody else's and that's the big thing where we've been talking about like well there's more to a camera than just the resolution yeah airy's always been kind of like definitely more on that side yeah then red has almost been on the opposite side where red's always been like more more resolution more resolution more resolution and aries more like more quality more quality more yeah. quality aries definitely like the ferrari of the uh kind of camera world where it's like they know what they like they kind of built the same thing but it's always like top tier quality yeah where like red it's like the american super uh sports car and stuff like that where it's like it's fast and showy, and if you have one, people are like, whoa, that's a red. But if you have a Aerie, that's next level. That's like, oh, you are a professional. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so they're, and the big thing why they're coming out with a 4K camera, I think, so it's it's a Super 35 camera, which right now their big thing has been the large format. Um, so it's it's not a Super 35. It's like a full large format sensor. Um and that's kind of been the big thing that they pushed over the last like two years. Um, there wasn't an NAB this year, but two years ago when there was a year and a half ago, that was the big thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think now they're pushing towards 4K because a lot of stuff is actually requiring 4K. Yeah. So like Netflix requires 4K. Yeah. A lot of streaming, a lot of a lot of movies. So I think they're more like, okay, it's time for us to upgrade to 4K, but they're still trying to uh, make it feasible to excuse me, make it feasible to keep up with like what the actual output needs are. Right. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so what, Todd just pulled out some random gross thing from his water that he's been drinking out of. That's exciting. Maybe you should wash that, Mm -hmm. that bottle. Um, but, uh, so, uh, with all the K's out there, what is your, if you actually could get your hands on one or actually have one, uh, would you want, despite the fact that we've just knocked the idea of having higher resolution, if you could have the chance to have a higher resolution camera, would you do it? Uh, I mean, of course, if it's Free. always a chance. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's, there's a thing. The reality is when we film, we always film 4k yeah. now like we just don't do 1080 yeah and going back at this point to do 1080 is insane yeah so uh yeah i mean that's just the future right. of life um yeah i mean it'll be interesting to see the joke right now has definitely been like the compression rate and like uh the cards what cards can handle 12k yeah. and all that stuff because the bigger you get more card space, more card space, more data, data, and all that stuff, storage. So, uh, yeah, I mean, 
you and I have talked about this. Like our ultimate goal is like to get an airy. Like that is right. what we want more than anything. Yeah. Um, that is like the mark of a true filmmaker. I would say, like you're you're like there's different tiers. There's like three tiers. I would say there's like DSLRs yep. tier one, um, and that's you know kind of your average wedding. Yeah, the start the guy starting out. Yeah. Um, He's got the thousand to three thousand dollar camera. Yeah, exactly. Mirrorless camera, all that stuff. Yep. Uh, tier two would definitely be kind of more of the cinema cameras. So you have like the Black Magics, and you have maybe lower end like Reds and stuff. Like yeah, the that. cheaper Reds. Right, and then top tier three are like movie industry level. Yep. Airy Alexi. Yeah, the the Alexas and and the high high end. Yeah, yeah, high end like Sony's high end. Yeah, and yeah, the stuff. Sony Venice or whatever. Yeah. It's yeah. Called. And so um, that's definitely where we want to be at. Yeah. Um, we want, I mean, you can just go look at the quality. It's just, it's a beautiful, beautiful uh, looking camera. So, yeah, I mean, obviously I think uh, with right now, 4K is really all you need. Um, but yeah, I mean, if, if I got a chance, if, if the camera shot well, if it really did up the quality of the lower you know, 6K or 4K. Yeah. It just look fantastic. Absolutely, I would go with uh, a high quality. Um, I think no matter what, if you are obsessed with staying in the past, which uh, many of our favorite uh, directors are, uh, they're obsessed with film and all that stuff, you can replicate it pretty well now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's just, there's a lot you can just throw on it and it yeah. looks film. Um, yeah, and at 12K resolution, it's hard to say that film actually looks better. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, and that's the thing is you want to make something that's going to last for ages. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I, I think you just got to advance and with each new thing, I think it's okay to be at the forefront and kind of just workflow-wise, get used to that. Um, there's so many different vari- variables that go into new technology. It's not just how does it look. It's how does it edit? How does it compress? Right. How does it you know switch? Well, and the quality of the sensor also plays a part in that. Like how consistent is the sensor? Yeah. How does it handle colors? One thing that I thought was interesting from reading about the sensor for the Blackmagic because they're also upgrading the sensor mm-hmm. that they that they have used. They're not just they're not just upgrading the sensor to have more resolution. They're actually like upgrading the way that they make the sensor, like how the how the colors are situated. Um, and so, do you know how the sensors are made? I don't. Actually. Okay, so digital sensors like film, you know, it lets in light mm-hmm. and it blocks light, and that's what shadows are, and then they process it. On a digital si- sensor, they have a dot, a little like photosynthesis like thing that um, for each color. Mm. Say so a red, a green, and a blue one. Okay. Um, and so then to make like white light. RGB? Yeah, RGB. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So to make a white one, to make white on the screen in that part of the sensor, it would just be firing all red, blue, green at like 100%, mm. which then makes white. Yeah. Um, you know, to make purple or orange or yellow, you know, it's a combination of yeah. them, just like when we're editing the color wheels in Resolve. Um, so a lot of the sensors like Aries, the way that they make up that that combination of like red, green, blue dots or little little photosynthesis things, uh, that's what kind of makes like the different like colors or sort of like tones 
or sort of like when it's like, well, it handles skin tones really well, or mm. it looks weird with yeah. reds or, um, you know, like the red sensors originally didn't handle the color red very well, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. Um, and so some of that was because they would put more red, it would be like a blue, one blue, one green and two reds. And so that's why it was getting more red. Is that in why the it's image. called red cameras? No, I think they just called it red because they liked the name red. But um, but it's like then made the reds really saturated. Yeah, which is why they look like that because they had like one more little thing versus yeah. every all like blue and green. So, anyways, the the math for how Aerie figured out their sensor that's kind of what's made everybody all these big huge DPS like Roger Deakins and everybody like that sensor so much. It's because of the formula that they use mm. to decide how many red blue and green little dots dots yeah, yeah dots is the wrong word but Sensors. yeah whatever yeah the little things that are actually bringing in the light huh so black magic is upping theirs and and basically is changing the way that they are structuring those on their sensor which is good yeah and so i'm like oh okay so i think that will be interesting to see yeah how it handles the color. Cause like to me, that's actually a bigger deal than the 12K. Yeah. And that's always been a thing they've struggled with. Like our kind of earlier Ursa's and stuff like that always struggled with skin tones, even matching color wise. And all yeah. That stuff. Yeah. And, and they didn't really usually handle magenta very well. Oh, no, not at all. Yeah. So it's like yeah. kind of that red blue combination. Yeah. Never looked very good. So um, I'm very curious to see how that looks. Yeah. And I feel like when I was reading about it and they didn't go into deep like white paper, like scientific aspects to it. But I feel like they're making it to where it's like, it's like perfectly even mm. to where it's like the exact same amount of red, blue and green on the sensor. Interesting. And I feel like they might be adding one purely for like white light maybe, but maybe that's wrong. I don't know. I need to go back and look at their website about yeah. it, but I think that'll be interesting to see because like it in theory won't match the 4k cameras mm. anymore. Not that they would have anyways, but because Half the time their sensors don't match each other, quality control issues, but they definitely won't match because they're two different color sensors. Interesting. Yeah. Huh. I did like the meme that you sent like two days after it got posted where it was uh it was that classic the the boyfriend looking back at the girl that's walked by and the yeah. the girlfriend he's holding hands with is like all disgusted. And it was uh the girl walking by is 12k camera yeah and the girlfriend he's holding the hand with who's disgusted is uh spending more money on lights yeah yeah it's indie filmmaker looking back at the 12k girl and then the girl girlfriend who's disgusting is, is investing in better lighting yeah yeah <laughs> and I, I do think that's still a big thing you know it's like um as always it's like i think filmmakers are so obsessed with the camera yeah when in reality you know having a bunch of hmi lights or a bunch of flags, yeah. or saving your money and hiring crew to help you. Yeah, like you know, uh, Black Magic. I mean, I mean, then you can see that with the Aries. Like, it's still only shooting 2K. Yeah, and the stuff looks amazing. And part of that is because the camera is so expensive. The people who are using it are people who then also have good lighting and yeah. good crew and yeah. good art department and good locations and good schedules and the right time of day. And you know, it's like all this other stuff that goes into making something where. You know, if you just have a 12K camera and you still light it like crap, it's still going to look like crap. It's just going to be 12K <laughs> of crap, you know? So, yeah. Uh, you know, blown out images or flat yeah. lighting or bad lighting. Or, or... even like um, I've noticed kind of 
more commercial style lighting from movies. You know, where it looks yeah. like a commercial. It's like really over the top, like really lit, like yeah. not moody at all. And so that kind of adds. So a lot of those kind of like straight to DVD esque movies kind of have that almost soap opera. Yeah. Well, and some of Netflix's stuff is kind of like that. Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, I know like this was not easy to light, but at the same time, like having uh, some uh, guys who are professional, like when we did the. Uh, you know, Shaw stuff, like, that's what movies, certain movies look like. You know, yeah. it looks like a commercial. And so, um, yeah. yeah. it still took a lot of work. It's just that the people who are doing it, they don't have any of that nuance. Yeah, That exactly. lighting usually has. Um, and watching some of the, like, older movies again during quarantine, it's like a lot of those, you're just like, wow, the backlight on these is so unnatural. Yeah. So unrealistic. Um, don't look good at all. Um, and I think really like Roger Deakins and like that air of more of like natural organic lighting yeah. became such a big thing. And I don't know if maybe that's kind of ending because people are getting tired of it, you know, the, as trends change or if there's just more DPs that are coming out of commercials that are then getting into movies and that's the only way they know how to light. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I personally definitely still like in a movie the more natural organic feel yeah. than the very high production high key, yeah. high backlight kind of look. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you could even kind of go from like the first Avengers lighting, how they did that to like Winter Soldier or, you know, kind of more the grittier. Obviously, once they kind of went like completely green screen, the lighting is pretty artificial. Yeah. Um, but like you just see kind of how Josh Whedon's style, he came from television, he came from kind of more lit. Yeah, and even like 90s television. Right, exactly. And so you could see that goes into his movies. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so it is interesting kind of seeing the the future and um, even a lot of like Netflix's. I haven't seen Extraction, but um, it's a very stunt-heavy film, um, and they can only use the natural light. You know, you can't set up really lighting for a big stunt scene, car yeah. chasing, other than like maybe having a huge lamp or something over. But um, yeah, I mean, I think that's just going to be as we kind of keep moving forward with technology, uh, it'll be interesting seeing how ultimately we try and use, because I mean, that's always the number one rule, right? With lighting, it's the sun is your first, learn yeah. how to light with the sun. Yeah. And then everything else will come to play. Well, if you can get cameras that are better and better at outside lighting and they can handle the brightness and all that stuff, well, then you don't need to diffuse the sun. You don't need right. to. You have it all built into your camera. Yeah. I personally would get way more excited when it comes to cameras if there was a camera with higher dynamic range yeah. than more Ks. Yeah. You know, more resolution is great, but at the end of the day, like... I mean, I if it's on YouTube, I try to have the auto setting to 4K, but there's a lot of times it will go down because my internet's you know slow yeah. at the moment, and it'll go down to you know 2K or 1080. You know, I still keep watching it. I mean, I'm watching it on my phone, so it's yeah. not like I need to have it blown up super big. Um, but as a filmmaker, and even as somebody watching movies, you know, like the ability for a camera to see more layers of light and shadow stacked on top of each other like HDR would be enormous. Yeah. That's way better to me personally 
you know, to be able to, like you said, go outside and shoot from a, you know, in a shadow of like a stop of two. Yeah. F stop of two to then out in the bright sunlight of a F stop of 32. Yeah. And it's like, if I have a camera that can shoot that and I don't have to worry about somehow finding a way to, to bring the range of the dynamic range of the light down so yeah. it matches the camera. That would be huge. Yeah. That would be. And then if in post you can compress it thanks to raw, like that would be even better. Yeah. You know? So it's like that, that would be, that would save so much time. Yeah. And money on set way better than punching in on a 12K image. Yeah, absolutely. Like I can just move the camera yeah. or change out the lens. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing is that's always, you should be able to frame your shot in the first place. Yeah. And so that's where like the 12K, in my opinion, is more of like for live events yeah. or things that like you can't frame it up right. necessarily. Yeah, or you're shooting an animal yeah, exactly. across the mountain. Whew, amazing. Um. So yeah, it will, it will be interesting to see... Um, I mean, and I'm not opposed to 12K footage. I mean, it's always, technology is only going to get better and better and yeah. better. So, I mean, that's that's always great. But um, to I me, mean, the improvements that would be most needed are still on the dynamic range yeah, side. Yeah. I mean, a lot of these DSLRs and mirrorless cameras and other cameras that are coming out, I mean, Blackmagic does have a higher dynamic range than like Canon cameras mm -hmm. or Sony or Panasonic. But, um, but still, like, some of these cameras that are coming out have a stop of you know a dynamic range of 12 yeah or 10 yeah you know and then like that's just not good enough no you know so uh, and that's why everybody's footage looks horrible because it's like to light in such a small space like that you really have to know what you're doing yeah and have good enough lights yeah or grip gear yeah you have to have filters you have to yeah I mean, you got to be putting stuff on the windows oh, to man. like knock down the light coming through the windows and, yeah you know so and if you have people going in from outside to inside or bright areas to dark areas i mean yeah. it's just yeah, it's a challenge. There's a movie um, that uh, Soderbergh made completely on the iPhone. It was on Netflix. It was about like this basketball agent, or whatever. And um, that's another thing, you know, everyone's talking about like you can shoot on your iPhone and all that stuff. Uh, the reason why movies are not shooting on their iPhone normally um, is because of you watch like the white balance in that movie or you watch uh, the 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 dynamic range or anything like that. There's some scenes that look truly terrible. Yeah. There's scenes that are really impressive that they shot with the iPhone. That's why we're like, wow, that's amazing. Um, but you also look at the rigging and they have a ton of things on their iPhone. Right. Not like a guy's just holding the iPhone. Yeah, that's exactly. it. They have a whole system set up. Yeah. So that harkens back to the Ursa the, yeah, Mini. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I, I think no matter what, like until like there's just going to be things that iPhone doesn't have right. or they will keep producing because for some reason the cameras are more important than anything else. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but I mean, no, exactly. I mean, it's that's obviously a publicity stunt when yeah. people do that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, and like the commercials that they're saying, like shot on an iPhone. It's like it's still somebody who really knows what they're doing with yeah. a lot of light and a yeah. big budget. Yeah. And so it's, you know, I mean, you can, I mean, for years, people like TV, broadcast TV, like did not have high dynamic range. Their cameras yeah. did not have high dynamic range. And the TVs didn't have high dynamic range. So it's like throughout the whole system of like shooting it to watching it, they didn't have a lot of wiggle room between what they could have in the shadows, how dark their shadows could be and how bright their their highlights could be. Uh, but then that's why there was people who knew 
how to do it. And they'd walk around with light meters and they would check everything and they'd make sure that nothing was outside of that range. Yeah. Uh, and that's why a lot of sitcoms and broadcasts is just like all very evenly lit yeah. because that's what they had to do. Yeah. Um, but now things have gotten better and better and better. Um, yeah. And I think that's the area dynamic range wise where film, actual film still does a better job. The dynamic range that film can get, especially in the shadows and the highlights is really impressive. Yeah. Um, and so it's like if we really, and that's why I think people liked the Alexas is because it does handle the dynamic range really well. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's even something in the sensor too, where they talked about, this was in um, Roger Deakins podcast that talked about people listening to last week. Um, he, uh, he talks about, he has a guy come on that like basically has like studied all the sensors. He's like a DIT guy and he's spent like tons and tons of time studying them all and, and the um, the ASC, the cinema, uh, the American Society for Cinematographers, actually like pays him to like like test wow. the sensors and yeah. learn about them. And he like flies to the different places that they're manufactured and like talks to the engineers and learns about the sensors. And the big thing he talked about is like different camera sensors are actually designed to either handle more of the highlights or more of the shadows. Mm. So they're like set up to kind of be better like one way or the other. Interesting. Um, and so that's like another thing to kind of learn about your camera. Like if you're doing more weddings, you don't want a camera that deals better with shadows. You probably yeah. want something that deals better with highlights. Yeah. Um, or if you're shooting weddings, you might want a camera that shoots highlights really well and one that shoots shadows really well, because then later when it's the, re- yeah. the, the reception and yeah. it's dark and there's barely any light, you want something that you can crank up the light on. Yeah. But on the outdoor wedding part, you want it to be nice and handling the sun well yeah. and, you know, not blowing out the bride's dress. Uh, so assuming she's wearing white. Baby. <laughs> so anyways, I think that's, you know, when people think about cameras in the future, it's like one, it has to do with the kind of sensor that's actually in the camera as far as how it handles highlights, shadows, contrast, colors. Um, but then obviously resolution is always nice to have. I mean, it's like, I feel like if you get all the other stuff, then you might as well get the highest resolution you can get. Well, that's very interesting uh, thoughts about the future of cameras. I was going to say something about uh, the future of phantom cameras. I wonder if they will eventually switch from high, since every camera, the new updates are, they're getting higher frame rates, higher yeah. frame rates. And so phantom cameras are only high-speed cameras. Right. So I wonder if like we'll eventually have cameras that will like do just... Crazy dynamic range? Crazy, no, more like I was thinking like um, like hologram. Oh yeah, holograph, uh, yeah. holographic style uh, cameras. Yeah. Or that well, that's what of... Lytro is supposedly working on. Yeah, is like three D cameras mm. that they can capture like all the light in the room, and yeah. then you'd actually be able to move around the room and post. Interesting. Yeah, but who knows? Hey, maybe by the last Avatar when that yeah. movie comes out. Yeah, maybe. Two thousand twenty-eight is the last Avatar movie. Wow. Two thousand twenty-eight. Crazy. Yeah. Anyways, uh, yeah, I don't really have any other thoughts. Well, do you have a one cool thing for the week? Oh, one cool I thing. I know you do. It's coming out on Tuesday. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yes, Red Dead Redemption uh, Online is having a new update, and uh, that's fun. Uh, yeah, I think I had something else, but no, I think that's it for me. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah that's your one cool thing. Yeah. Uh, my one cool thing is actually an old thing, but I've been enjoying it again, which is the IT crowd. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's on Netflix. It's 
British uh, comedy. It ran for five seasons, but it only has like four or five episodes in each season. So it's easy to binge. Yeah. But it's just still, you go back and it's still just hilarious, funny, good, clean humor mm-hmm. for the most part. Uh, so anybody who's listening should totally check it out. It's a great show. Yeah. Well, folks, thanks for listening. Hope you learned something today. At the very least, uh, if you get the 12K camera, you can send us some footage and tell us what you think. That's right. Until next time, bye. This has been a Studio Red production. For more, go to studioredmedia.com.